0: brother brother brother
1: brother 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 there we go brother it is thursday august 18th and it is another episode of the deep sex wrestling podcast it is the impact power hour i'm ryan i'm in and yeah we're just gonna get right on into this not too much news um other than apparently Taylor Wilde is still signed by Impact,
0: according yeah, to a she's podcast to she, just said. Yeah, she is ready to rumble. She's ready to fight all the new knockouts. Yeah, um, yeah. She she understands. It seems like from her the quote. We didn't, we didn't listen to her podcast. I know we're we fake yeah, fans, fake. Um, but from the quote, it seems like she understands that you know not Impact kind of has a lot of new knockouts coming in right now, so she might just not have a place necessarily like for the you know current moment like next week or so but she's ready sounds like
1: yeah ready for um, the call i guess this this again goes with that impact is willing to keep people signed without doing anything with them um since we know that killer kelly was signed for a year and
0: a half before she made her debut um this one's a little bit more random i think yeah because she's like an impact veteran that you would like kind of just presume is like maybe in the the type of like last year or jazz so Yeah like, like I, I figured it was like her... a short thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Apparently there's there's going to be a, a whole uh whole other chance for Taylor Wilde to get wild.
1: Yeah. Um she is to be fair, when she, she returned last year or whenever it was, it it's felt like years ago at this point, just because she hasn't been on for so right. long. But uh, she, she held her own. She 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 was pretty good. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where it when she shows up back up and what they have her do. Um like it seemed like she was getting going to have a possible title chance and then she got caught up at the border and then was abducted and then we never heard from her again so um so yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens um yeah for sure yeah
0: um other than that um we uh former impact world champion uh returns to uh, television yesterday yeah omega yes he did Uh, that's that's kind of impact news but not too much don callis (laughs) was there
1: yeah don callis as a baby face which was bizarre (laughs) don callis who i'm pretty sure has been a heel his entire life
0: right returning his baby face yeah that'll, that'll be the first and last pop he gets i guarantee that
1: yeah um that that was odd, but uh, yeah, it works, I guess. I mean, you're you're not going to, Kenny could have been a heel yesterday and he still got the biggest babyface reactions possible. Um, Yeah, uh, other than that, uh, make sure to follow the Deep Six Wrestling podcast on Twitter at Deep Six Wrestling. Uh, Follow us on or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Deep Six Wrestling. You can get some news videos that Pat, Pat dropped earlier about the CM Punk stuff. Um, you've got all our podcasts that go up there as well, including uh, Rob's SmackDown reviews, which go out either Friday night, Saturday morning, depending on what he's able to do them. Um, the NXT UK reviews, which are going to be winding down since we found out NXT UK is no more at the uh, after September 4th. Um, huh. So, yeah, uh, and uh, I did that earlier today. Uh, I don't know when it's going to go up, but it. it, it, it yeah, I did record it. Talked about all 24 releases that we know about so far, um, which I'm expecting more. Don't know if they any of them go anywhere, but, hey, hopefully some of them do, and if Impact get any of them, I want Mark Andrews because Mark Andrews is fun, and he's been in Impact before. Um. And yeah, um, so, and of course, always subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, we're on basically all of them. Uh, so yeah, uh, let us get into our impact review. Uh, starting off, as always, BTI. Um, I watched it. Only the stuff that matters. Uh, we had Iceman Intel again, Iceman in an airport. Um Apparently Deanna Parazo is gearing up for another challenge for the Knockouts title because she wants to become the champ champ again.
0: Yeah. This time uh one being a tag champ that she just won the title for yes. Chelsea Green and uh now going for Jordan Grace apparently.
1: Yeah. Um the BTI match was Giselle Shaw versus Rosemary um Nothing too much to say about this. It was a fine match. Um, Giselle ends up winning. Um, Again, seemingly that there's some miscommunication with uh, Jessica um, and Rosemary again. Um, And yeah, Uh, this would take us to our main show. We get our video package running down what happened at Emergence last week. Um, Emergence, really good show. Um, again, make sure that when you guys, uh, if you didn't watch it or want to catch up on it, feel free to listen to our review. Um, Pat just texted and said make sure to talk about, um, the con uh, Deanna's contract. Um, Fightful reported yesterday that uh, Deanna is in negotiations with a contract with Impact Wrestling. Uh, since her contract ends at the end of the
0: year. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty interesting scenario because she definitely got signs to Impact, kind of, you know, not with the greatest reputation coming out of WWE. NXT really didn't use her at all. Yep. So she wasn't like a hot commodity coming in. But now the tides have turned. She is potentially able to cash in big time as much as Impact would allow her to cash in, I guess. But, you know, usually how contracts work in the world of sports and pretty much anything is you know, you're going to get paid as much as the competitor wants you. So if someone else is knocking on Deanna's door impacts, gonna have to pay a pretty penny.
1: To keep yeah. Her around. Um, I know, uh, at the beginning, when she won the ring of honor champion, uh, women's championship, she did some interviews talking about her relationship with Tony Khan, uh, and said that she has nothing but respect for him. They, she's had a good relationship with him from any time that they've talked. And, um, Originally, it was reported that she went to Impact because she wanted to leverage a move to AEW, um, just, but she wanted to regain her momentum that she had before she went to WWE, um, and then she ended up sign. She originally signed just a short-term deal to finish off that year, so 2020 with Impact, uh, and then she signed a long-term deal, which I guess ends at the end of this year. Um, so. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if you know if the uh, uh, AEW or Tony Khan does want to make a move for her. If they do actually have that good relationship, um, yeah. and they need some, more bodies, for... at
0: AEW must watch the product because they scooped that Madison Rain, which I was like, you know, we, we that was a why, pro-
1: yeah. Um, which, apparently, like, Madison Rain, had been rumored, like, after the May Young Classic that, like, in, that NXT wanted her but only as a trainer. Um And then she just was, like, now uh Stayed with Impact. But, like, as a commentator slash part-time wrestler. And then went more full-time during the pandemic. Uh But we thought... Yeah, she's an interesting one. It's hard to get. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, I think it's, it's interesting uh, that, as you said, definitely impact or somebody over in AEW does pay attention to impact. I think that pay, that is known since like they wanted to work with impact originally uh, with the original breaking down of the forbidden door. When Omega joined in, um, I think I, considering Don Callis as somebody who is part of their creative sphere And part like the production, Uh, I'd assume part of it has to be Don. Uh, It didn't seem like he left on bad terms. He just left uh, Impact to go to AEW for a very similar role, uh, from what I understood when he left A uh, Impact. Um, So I feel like that could be part of it. Um, I mean, Impact does or AEW does have a lot of former. Aid or Impact people. You've got Sanjay Dutt. You've got Samoa Joe. Um, you've got Jay Lethal. You've got Daniels, Kaz.
0: Yeah, um, for sure.
1: So, uh, and the fact that some of them do pop in every so often, like we just saw Kaz do a, a mini run in Impact. Um, I definitely think that has part of it. And also I, I think part of the New Japan relationship, New Japan has a really good relationship with Impact uh, and It seems like AEW and New Japan are trying to build some sort of relationship long-term. And I think that, you know, if all three companies can work together, it makes the most sense to do that. Um, But I I do think in order to do that, you you do have to keep eyes on the products of everybody. And if you know that a contract of somebody who you think uh, is available uh, and could do wonders for your product you're gonna make that offer if you can even if you know it does damage a little or take away a piece from another co- uh, company that you're working with But yeah that's enough about that situation let's get into the main show excellent uh, yeah so main show starts off with uh, probably the smart match to start off with uh, it is our fatal four-way match. It is black truce versus Laredo kid versus Ray Horace versus Trey Miguel. Uh, we've got crazy Steve on commentary, which commentary notes is the first time crazy Steve has ever been on commentary in his impact career. Um, <laughs> crazy Steve, when he gets on the commentary immediately sounds out of breath. I don't know if like they taped like a, a BTI match right before this that he's gonna be on or what, but this man was like gasping for air uh, when he gets on commentary for a little bit, um, and he doesn't add too much to anything other than that. Black Taroos is basically trying to show the world what he can do, uh, and he's gonna take it out on everybody that he's been overlooked.
0: Uh, so like while. today it stuck out to me because Crazy Steve, like the camera's like right in front of his face when they showed him on commentary. Yeah. His, <laughs> his face paint goes to his beard. Yes. Yep. I thought that was hilarious. And, and, and like he's been going out like that. It just like really stuck out to me like because he was right, you know, on our cameras. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he I hope he does it himself.
1: Yeah. Legally <laughs> blind Crazy Steve.
0: I mean he might <laughs> just <laughs> paint pain- his beard.
1: And his eyes, like his eyelids, and, are painted as well. Like yeah, Jeff Hardy. Yeah, um, true. So yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that's what made him legally
0: blind—is
1: he accidentally got paint in his eyes?
0: Yeah, that and just consistently is doing it for years. It <laughs> just, <laughs> just wears down that. on him. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, this was interesting. Um. This was basically your hot match to start the show off. Oh uh, yeah! As we always say, X Division matches are normally up there. This not listed as an X Division match, but let's be honest, it was. Um, and I think that hey, we said it last week, I believe we uh, talked about how uh, somebody commented and said Black Torres needs to be used better. Um, <laughs> this was show. This was using Black Torres to the best of his abilities.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there was your answer. Uh, Black Taurus gets a big win here against Trey Miguel, you know, involved in the match. I mean, it was pretty impressive. It was a really good, fun match the whole way through. Some of the spots were pretty similar to the Ric Flair match, um, the Fatal 4-Way. Yeah. Uh, Taurus and Laredo Kid were both in that, I believe. Yes. So, but, um, for, yeah, for the most part, I mean, it's still exciting to, to see them go at it. It's Those are some of the best athletes Impact has. And, um Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I wrote down a few of the big spots from this match. We had uh, Trey Miguel doing a diving Hurricane Rana to the outside. Uh, we had Ray Horace hit a wild tornado DDT on Black Taurus. Um We also had early on in the match, Black Terus hit a pop up Samoan drop on mm. Laredo Kid, where he just tossed Laredo Kid as high as he could into the air. Yeah, that was uh, before tasty. bringing him down. Um, and then uh, we have apparently Black Torres has a new finisher. It is called Destination Hellhole, um, as uh, the Crazy Steve christened it on commentary. Uh, he had been using in the pre in previous matches. He'd just been using like a Black Hole Slam. Uh, this definitely not that. Definitely something a little bit different. Uh, and it looked really cool. Uh, he pins Laredo Laredo Kid. Uh, crowd is just extremely into this match, um, so that that's always a, p- a plus when the crowd gets into it. Um, and yeah, Black Truce picks up a big win over three other people. Uh, who uh, Ray Horse is a big big name uh, in. Believe he was in uh, Ring of Honor for a little bit. Um, Trey Miguel, as you mentioned, former X Division champ, and Laredo Kid is. Seems to be always around the X Division, like, number one contenders realm.
0: Yeah, basically. He (laughs) doesn't really win much in Impact, but he's a respected wrestler. Yes. Craig Miguel was, like, the surprise because he was, like, kind of – he's a very protected individual in Impact these days.
1: Yeah. Um, After this, we get highlights from uh, Killer Kelly's match last week. Uh, and then the reveal that these are, bit, these are being watched backstage by just a bunch of random people. And then Zicky Dice and uh, Johnny Swinger. Uh, and Zicky Dice says that he hopes that kill- Killer Kelly can kill him anytime she wants. <laughs> um, to which <laughs> Swinger says, I'm right there with you, daddy. Uh, and then uh, Zicky asks Swinger when she can come down to the dungeon. Uh, Tasha Steels interrupts this with Savannah Evans uh, saying that this this is nothing special. Have you ever seen a Tasha Steeles match? To which Zicky Dice says no, but I've heard good things about them. Uh, Killer Kelly shows up oh, uh, and uh, confronts uh, Tasha. Tasha says that she hasn't done anything that impressive um, but does say that she in, she was there to uh, hype up her match and make everybody watch her match even though uh, everybody immediately kind of is like nope that's not what she did um, uh, Killer Kelly says that you know she she's still got her eyes on Tasha uh, Savannah gets in the way uh, and Killer Kelly challenges Savannah to a match later on tonight
0: yes, sir. Um,
1: and she hopes that Tasha will be watching her uh, to which Tasha says okay Jigsaw um, good stuff backstage. Uh, still, we've got Rich Swan and Josh talking backstage. Uh, Josh says that he's not going to play favorites about who he wants to face at Bound for Glory, but he'd be lying if he wasn't excited for the possibility of him versus Rich Swan. Um, but he knows that. He's got a target on his back, and he wants the best match possible. Uh, And as long as he's the champ, it's going to be very difficult for anybody to take this title away from him. Uh, Vincent shows up randomly um, and talks about how the winds are changing. I don't know. Moore has all the momentum now. Uh, They've got a tag title shot. Eddie might win the uh, number one contendership tonight and that Josh might need a friend. Uh, so I, I don't know what this was about. I don't know who, like, is Vincent offering himself to be the friend? Uh, this, was, this was weird. Uh, Josh and Rich both were, looked confused, uh, and Rich just says, what, what was he talking about? And Josh says, I have no idea. Um, after this, Kenny King versus Heath. Uh, it was a quickie, yeah. It was. Uh, Heath wins. Um, kind of surprised wow. about that and uh, how quick it was. Uh, and then Honor No More shows up. They all start beating down Heath. Uh, well, they're, they're really
0: selling like Heath's finisher here. The last, yeah, like, yeah, you, know, you get hit by it, your lights are out. So, that's ba- basically all, all of Honor No More is afraid of this finisher.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a weird person to be like having this super protected finisher of yeah Heath Slater
0: <laughs> yep or Heath you know. yeah
1: I don't know Moore starts beating him down Mike Bennett looks like he's gonna go and hit some move on him but as he's running to attack Heath Eddie gets in the way and says he wants PCO to hit uh, finish him off and PCO just has like a freak out in the middle of the ring He just starts shaking, um, (laughs) which is absolutely bizarre. Uh, And then he just gets up, hits the wake-up call on uh, Mike Bennett, and then runs into the crowd. Uh, And, yeah, um, he celebrates with the crowd. Matt Taven just, like, is, like, looking – like over the barricade to try to find Heath, but that, like doesn't chase after him. Same with Kenny King. Uh, yeah, um, weird segment. It <laughs> was <laughs> the guy that <laughs>
0: escaped a six on one like that in PCO. They just kind of like convulse in the ring.
1: Yeah. Um, after this, we get a backstage segment with uh, Alex Shelley, Chris Sabin, and Kushida. Uh, they talk about how. Uh, emergence was not the best night for all of them since they all lost their matches. Um, but that the reason that they uh, Sabin and Kushida lost was because Violent by Design had a uh, man advantage and used it to their advantage. Um, Shelley points out that they won't have that the next time because it'll be three on three. Uh, he says that Kushida deserves better. He didn't. He doesn't. He did not come to Impact to be facing Violent by Design. Every single week um, He wanted to come to Impact To show why he is the best free agent In the world um, And that after Next week he'll finally be able to do That um, Weird thing to be like Oh he's a free agent after like A month and a half ago at this point I believe He signed with New Japan Yeah he's um, not
0: really a free agent He's alone
1: Yeah. Um, so I thought that was weird It's, it's not like this was taped before that happened um right like he, he comes his titan tron literally says "I'm the final piece of the new japan junior division uh uh yeah it's weird he's using his new japan theme it, 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 it's he, he's clearly not a free agent uh but the main thing about this is that um he says uh Alex Shelley says that they are. He, when he was with the Time Splitters, when it was just him and Kushida, he always talked about how there are two people, two bodies, one mind. Uh, when he was talking, or when he's been teaming with uh, Saban, it's always been they've been two bodies, the one mind, and now it's three bodies, one mind, and they are no longer. They are both better than uh, just general wrestlers. Kushida is better than a Delorean. Uh, Saban is better than a machine gun, and together they are a time machine. Um, And that is their new tag or or faction name. They are no longer the Motor City Time Splitters. They are Time Machine, Uh, which is a cool, easy, simple name. Yeah, it is. Works well. Um, After this, we've got uh, Honor No More backstage segment. Um, Everybody is questioning what just happened. Um, Mike and... The focus Mert. really is on
0: PCO here, at least.
1: Yeah, PCO is all the way... At the, so they, they're doing this on a staircase. And Eddie, like, keeps on, like... He looks at PCO at one point, and then I guess he realizes he can't do anything with PCO because there's so many bodies in between them. Yeah, it's such a narrow staircase. Uh So he just doesn't look in that direction for the rest of this promo. Uh, but the main thing is that uh, Mike is annoyed that he got beat up by Heath, um, and he wants to know when they're getting their title shot because they don't know what's going on with Gallows, uh, and they think that there's might be some shenanigans going on. So Mike, Taven, and Maria go to find Scott. Um, they find Scott. Uh, And Scott basically says that the doctor, uh, Dr. Ross, has told uh, Impact that Doc Gallows will be out for a few weeks um, due to some injuries. Um, To which Taven says that that's definitely not – that's that's too coincidental. Um, They think that this is some conspiracy, uh, and they demand a handicap match. Uh, against Carl Anderson next week. Uh, Scott says, well, that's not going to happen uh, because Arnaud Moore always has the, the uh, uh, numbers advantage over anybody that they face. Uh, and so next week, it'll just be Mike Bennett versus Carl Anderson. And if Carl Anderson wins, Maria will be banned from um whenever the tag match actually happens.
0: That's right. And they were, they were not uh, happy about that, but uh, that's a good situation yeah. to maybe get them a clean match.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, I mean, it doesn't ban the rest of Iron No More from being there. No, it doesn't, so realistically. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, also, going back to the ending of this segment, um, when uh, OGK leaves, Uh, Eddie goes up to the rest of the group and says they need to figure out what's going on and have no more issues uh, if they are to succeed.
0: Um, That's theirs. You don't hear more. Yeah. Uh,
1: Savannah Evans versus Killer Kelly. Um, This was an interesting matchup um, just because of the way it worked out. Uh, Savannah looked like she was getting the momentum early on, which I thought was interesting considering... Uh, I assumed that Killer Kelly would be going through the paces of just having a lot of quick squash matches similar to yeah, Masha Slimevich. Well, I of it. think
0: Savannah has like the respect of like right now, one of yes. the strongest female wrestlers. So I think they gave her that due in this match. It wasn't very long again either, yeah. but like it kind of gave Savannah that like, oh, she's not, you're not just going to run through her. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: The whole time they keep on panning to Tasha, who's at ringside, um, and Killer Kelly uh, keeps on like grinning and smiling as she's getting beaten up. Originally, and uh, uh, Savannah goes for like a chokehold pretty early on, uh, which makes Killer Kelly smile, and this freaks Savannah out. Um, Eventually, Killer Kelly takes control, puts her in the Killer Clutch, and makes Savannah tap. Um, It looked like one of her braids or beads broke uh, and Killer Kelly grabbed it at the end of the match and started like smiling over it and like holding it up to in between her face uh, and Tasha uh, as Tasha is trying to look after Savannah. Uh, So, yeah, it definitely does seem like Tasha and Killer Kelly will be going at it sooner rather than later. For sure. Uh, After this, we get a backstage segment with Rosemary, Taya, and Jessica. Uh, They are upset that, or Rosemary is upset that everything did not work out last week at Emergence uh, because everything should have worked out. There's three of them. Uh, They had the the numbers advantage over Chelsea and Deanna, um, and now they have nothing. they talk about how they need to work on communication. And Jessica says, Oh, that's okay uh, because I- I'm right. Ready- I'm ready to get in this. The time is right for me uh, because I went to impact management and my in ring debut is next week, uh, to which Taya gets real excited about. But Rosemary is very upset about this because she says that uh, Jessica is not ready. Uh, but she says that in order to, get her ready for it next week. She is going to take uh the lead on the situation while Taya goes shopping. Yes. It's
0: like sure, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see the debut of Jessica. Yeah. That that is uh enticing. You think she just gets uh Masha Masha Slamovich <laughs> or, you know <laughs> I hope quote not. unquote debut match. Maybe maybe they'll do that and then like that'll like reawaken havoc. Maybe kind of like the you know going like back and forth with the bell ringing for Festus. Oh yeah, like that's the idea. That like she just needs to be knocked on her head one more time by Masha and then have it back to normal. We can we can only hope. We can only hope. No,
1: we'll be against Taylor Wilde next week. Yeah,
0: let's get wild. Yeah, and the crowd goes mild. Yes. <laughs>
1: um. After this, we get Jordan Grace being interviewed backstage before Deanna and Chelsea interrupt. Jordan talks about how her match versus Mia was the toughest fight of her life um, and that she's gained all the respect in the world back for Mia. Uh, Deanna and Chelsea say that. Well, Jordan the, the ju-
0: important part, the the interview was because, uh, you know, Jordan Grace got a, the death wish or death warrant. Yeah, warrant
1: the death warrant from, from Masha.
0: Masha. So that, that's looking like your next opponent, which I'm sure you guys, I guess you talked about already, but.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming this is going to be set for Bound for Glory. I think you can play it off for a month, um, especially since they've already announced what Masha's next match seems to be with uh, her at the tapings that are happening next week. Uh, it's her versus Diana, which I assume... I mean, you could say that that could be a number one contenders match, Um for Victory Road since that is before Bound for Glory. But I, I don't know. I feel like Victory Road isn't going to be many big matches. I feel like it's just going to be a cobbled together card because everything's going to be focusing on Bound for Glory, which is two weeks after. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I mean, Masha, I think, should continue her streak by beating Diana, and then definitely beating Jordan. I think. I don't know. What do you What do you think?
0: No, I mean, I, I don't see why like Masha's streak would end next week. Um, and I, I don't know. Like I, my my opinion of Jordan Grace, while it, it is it is high, I don't I don't think I like hold her on the pedestal the rest of Impact does. Like Impact, seems yeah. like they gave her the title because she's like a trusty, you know, good guy or you know, good gal. <laughs> to, yeah. uh, you know give the belt and let let them run and then maybe lose to the next big heel which would be Masha but like you know for her to beat Mia Yim that like means like okay like Impact gave Jordan Grace the belt because they liked having the belt on her when like when they need a face to run the women's side of it they look like using Jordan Grace like and that's that's her role she's going to be doing this for the next few years it seems like um so yeah I I think they'll wait to take you know let Masha take it off her just you know hopefully bound for glory then yeah
1: i i mean i i, I agree with you I, i'm not on the the page of you know jordan is like the top tier of the impact knockouts division uh but impact does give give her a lot of title reign she's had two knockouts at least two knockouts title reigns as well as the knockouts tag title reign uh even though it was just a quick one um it still counts in the record books um and yeah i i think that not giving it to mia made sense if the goal is to give the title to masha sooner rather than later because i think mia is somebody who they are very high on and they wouldn't want to give a very short reign to um losing yeah, in like a first or second challenge to masha um so i think Masha versus Jordan. Give Masha the belt. Masha can be the dominant heel for a bit. uh, And then whoever ends her streak is automatically a bigger deal.
0: Might be Jordan for all we know. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: It's also, I think, her versus Masha versus Deanna, whenever that ends up airing, since they're taping it next week, I think is very interesting because Deanna can make the argument that she is the only person in Impact to beat. Masha, since she did beat Masha before Masha got signed,
0: yeah, it'll be um, interesting
1: to see if they even like you know reference that, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, after this, uh, yeah, so Jordan uh challenges Chelsea and Deanna to a two on one match because she says she can beat both of them. Mia shows up and says that she does that, uh, Jordan doesn't need to stand alone for this, uh, that. She respects Jordan as well, uh, and that they would happily both beat Deanna and Chelsea, but they want it for the tag titles, uh, and Chelsea and Deanna, after a little hesitation, uh, accept the match for next week for the tag titles. Um, and then Jordan and Mia shake hands uh, as they were going to last week at Emergence. Um, yeah. This would take us to our next match. It's Chris Bay versus Mike Bailey for the X Division title. Um, apparently, the reason that this happened is Chris Bay won, won an X Division title shot because he still hasn't gotten his rematch from over two years ago. Uh, <laughs> Good point. And so uh, they, uh, Scott said that he could take, it, take an open challenge uh, on Mike Bailey. So that's what he's doing um, This is a really good match As all Mike Bailey ma- Mike Bailey and Chris Bay matches Yeah as you would Bay. expect Chris Bay too so. Yeah um, again some really Cool spots in this one uh, Mike Bailey dominated early uh, He was just much faster and much hard Hitting much more hard hitting uh, But Chris Bay ends up uh, Dodging a move from Mike Bailey Mike Bailey goes on the outside uh, Chris Bay goes for A dive onto the outside, but he overshoots it, just clipping Mike Bailey. uh, It did look uh, originally, commentary said, looked like he might have tweaked something, but it didn't seem to hamper him too much. Um, But he does wince every so often. Um, Bay ends up putting Mike Bailey onto the top rope, uh, but not the turnbuckle. No, no, no. He lays him flat on the top rope um, and then hits a double stomp onto to Mike Bailey, which looked absolutely brutal. I would not want to take that move, um, but pretty impressive that you could balance yourself on your back like that. Yeah, seriously. Um, like there's so much like room for error on that move, uh, and it, they played it off perfectly. Um, Chris Bay starts to uh, come alive. He's trying to finish this match off now. Uh, He gets Mike Bailey into – he throws him into the corner. He puts him up onto the top turnbuckle. He carries Mike Bailey in the powerbomb position for a bit before hitting a powerbomb, uh, which got a big reaction. Um, And then he goes to try to finish this off. Mike Bailey counters. Um, uh, Chris Bay knocks Mike Bailey down. He thinks it's enough to hit the Art of Finesse, so he goes for it. Um, but Mike Bailey had rebounded already, goes into a 619 and clips the legs of yeah. Chris Bay out That's from it. under him, which I thought was really cool. Um, definitely a unique way to not, uh, to cancel out the uh, art of finesse. Um, and then he would go up to the top rope. Uh, he would, uh, Chris Bay would try to knock him off of it, uh, but Mike Bailey kicks him kind of in, near the throat area um and would then hit ultima weapon for the win this was fantastic
0: yeah it was a really good match i guess nothing really negative about the match but uh, like uh, we haven't seen like really the benefits of chris bay joining bullet club yeah months so you know i guess like unfortunate to see him just like lose to mike bailey you know on a, a normal tv episode but you know maybe it can be bigger things for chris bay down the road or maybe this leads to yeah, you know, the, the big money match with Ace Austin. Yeah,
1: it's definitely interesting how Mike Bay or how Mike Bailey, Chris Bay, hit, like, joined uh, Bullet Club as the hand picked individual by Ace Jay Austin, White. or not Ace Austin, uh, Jay White. Um, did like, he did the Super J Cup, um, but I think that was before he, went, he joined Bullet Club. It was just like a random thing on New Japan Strong for a bit. Um, he'd done some tag matches with them, but all in impact. Uh, he, I think he did like one or two tag matches in, on new Japan strong with El Phantasmo. Um, and yeah, he, then Ace Austin did the best of super juniors at the end of best of super juniors. Uh, he got picked by El Fantasmo to join, uh, bullet club. Um, and, He's seemed to have all the success put on him, basically, Um, whereas Chris Bay has kind of fallen by the wayside.
0: Yeah, Uh, it's just when we started watching, you know, Impact now, this is the second iteration of me watching Impact, uh, like Chris Bay's light was really shining, and it seems to be dimming a little bit with Bullet Club, and it could just be another roster stronger now than it was two years ago, but... You know, we know his talents. We know Kusabay yeah. is is you know he can he can cut a good promo. He's an excellent in ring performer. So, whenever Impact's ready, they can unleash him. He, yeah, he can do whatever Impact wants.
1: Yeah, and I think it, it's also would be beneficial if he made if he was able to make some more appearances in New Japan, yeah. either on New Japan Strong or in New Japan Regular, just so those fans can also appreciate him. Um, Just because it it would make him more than just, like, somebody who is on impact and does a decent, like, is there, and most of the times when he's in singles matches or tag team matches, ends up being the fall guy when their team loses. Right, right. Except when they're with Gallows, apparently, because Gallows has now lost a bunch.
0: Yeah, Gallows (laughs) is the new fall guy for all of a sudden, but that's all right gals gals could take a loss too.
1: yeah um after this we get uh brian myers walking or, or i'm sorry we get uh our impact flashback moment of the week which is ace austin versus christian cage from victory road of last year yeah
0: an interesting one because i'm not really anticipating christian cage coming back to impact no <laughs> i'm not, not anticipating anticipating ace austin being in the title picture also that, yeah. Well, he's not even in this you know, <laughs> no. main event, so no. I don't know. And, they,
1: and this main event isn't even for Victory Road. It's for Bound for Glory. Right. So um, I guess it's just to remind everybody that Ace Austin challenged Christian Cage once. Yeah, remember that. Yeah, Remember when when Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown were our commentators? I remember, I remember. That. Um, After this, we get... Uh, Brian Myers walking down some stairs and Bupinder confronting him. Uh, Brian Myers says, Hey, you know, I'm sure you're looking for a rematch, but uh, you're kind of at the back of the line. Now that I beat you. Bupender shoves him against the wall. Brian Myers throws a punch, but Bupinder catches it. He says, now you've made me angry. Uh,
0: I will get you for, for this. You don't um, like me when I'm angry. And <laughs> I'm green, his shirt rips off. Oh, that would be fantastic. Frigg knows out. Yeah. Um,
1: and he says that this is far from over, um, so yeah. Assuming this feud continues, I could see this going for till uh, Victory Road.
0: So just to reiterate, um, Pinder is no longer undefeated in singles competition.
1: Correct. <laughs> Correct. He uh, uh, Brian Myers did beat him uh, through some cheating, <laughs> um, but but he did beat him. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah um after this we get our main event it is our big six-man elimination match um has it this is the first time since i think um slammiversary 2020 that we've had like a six-man elimination match
0: um i I like the way they do this one where like you're tagging in and out and stuff yes
1: yeah Uh, it's not just a clusterfuck of everybody in the
0: middle Right, it's uh, not just nonsense where everyone like is just you know injured outside the ring and waiting for their spot to come in.
1: Yeah. You know? um, so we've got Sammy Callahan, Eddie Edwards, Steve Macklin, Rich Swan, Moose, and Bandito. Everybody gets an entrance except Sammy Callahan and Steve, or, or not Sammy Callahan, Steve Macklin and Bandito, um, and. Part of Rich Swan's entrance is shown. Um, crowd is extremely hot for Bandito from the from the get go. They are
0: all in on Bandito winning this match. Yeah, I mean that's good. He's not a regular, so
1: no. Um, we start off with Bandito and Rich Swan in the ring. They shake hands, um, respectful. Yeah, uh, and then they go with basically matching each other spot for spot Um, getting out of moves, countering each other, uh, going for uh, leg drops or uh, drop kicks at the same time, uh, doing kip-ups at the same time. Crowd goes wild for all this. Um, Rich ends up throwing uh, Bandita er, or I'm sorry, Rich ends up, throwing Eddie Edwards out of the ring as Eddie Edwards tags himself in on Bandito, which Bandito is not happy about. Um, Understandable. uh, After Rich throws Eddie out of the ring, uh, Steve Macklin just randomly comes in to try to spear uh, Rich, but Rich throws him out as well. He goes up to the top rope, dives on both of them to take them out. Um, Then, uh, Sammy Callahan tags himself in so Sammy and Eddie can fight off against each other. Uh, continuing their fe- long blood feud for forever ago at this point. Um, in an interesting way, considering I think this is the first time Sammy is the baby face in this, right?
0: Right, and Eddie Edwards is the heel here, so yeah, good
1: point. Um,
0: but great feuds do that, they uh, yes. they span baby face and heel turns. Absolutely. Like a la KO and uh,
1: Sammy Zane. Zane on the other end of the yeah. spectrum there. Yeah. Or the rock and Steve Austin.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, For sure. You've heard it here. Fo- first folks. Steve Austin and the rock are on the same playing field as, uh, uh, Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan.
0: I will not, um, I will not say anything further.
1: <laughs> um, some other big spots here. Um, Sammy is actually the first one to be knocked out of this match, surprisingly. Um, he's not in too long. Um, Macklin ends up getting in, uh, and Moose tags himself in uh, on uh, Macklin, which ends up uh, allowing Moose to hit the lights out spear while Sammy is uh, focused on Macklin. Uh, and both of them uh, help each other to pin Sammy. Uh, so Sammy's taken out, and Macklin immediately rolls up Moose uh, to pick up the next elimination. So Moose is uh, eliminated pretty quickly. Crowd goes wild for that spot. Um, Macklin they, they, and they Moose They start doing
0: get... a stare down, but then Bandito gets in the way.
1: Yeah. Um, Bandito comes in uh, to break it up and start attacking Macklin. Um, Sammy and Moose brawl for a bit. Sammy takes Moose out. Then Sammy gets back in, hits um, moves or er, hits Macklin, uh, and then rolls out. Um, then Rich Swan kicks Macklin as Macklin like turned to go after Sammy. Um, Bandito keeps attacking. Uh, uh, Macklin throws Macklin against the ropes uh, into Eddie's corner. Eddie kicks Macklin in the back, uh, which distracts Sa- uh, Macklin some more and allows. Uh, Bandito to hit his finisher onto Macklin for another elimination. So, three quick eliminations. Um, yeah, after... well, powerful
0: eliminations, they weren't just like you know, like a battle royale or it's like half yeah. of your green or something like they, these were good eliminations.
1: Yeah, and the crowd stayed hot for all of them, they, they all bought oh. all of them. It wasn't like, oh man, th- this shouldn't have happened. Like, Bandito's finisher, extremely protected in Ring of Honor. I think only one person ever kicked out of it, and it was Jonathan Gresham at Supercard of Honor. Um, and then uh, Macklin rolled up uh, Moose because Moose was had just hit the spear and was already on the ground and wasn't expecting it. Uh, and Sammy ate, ate a finish. So, yeah, all of them made sense. Uh, after this, this would lead to Rich Swan versus Bandito again, Going spot for spot, shot for shot on each other. Um, there's a really cool Spanish fly in the middle of the ring. Uh, Bandito hits on Swan. Um, we also get a wild pop up cutter that Bandito hits on Swan, um, which gets a really close three count uh, or two count, I should say. Um, Rich Swan would then come make his comeback. He would get Bandito down. He'd hit his Phoenix splash and look like he's going to pin uh, Bandito for the next elimination. But Eddie Edwards had tagged in on Rich Swan's foot as Swan was going for the move. He throws Swan into the turnbuckles, hits the Boston knee party on Bandito, and pins him for the elimination crowd, visibly upset, vocally upset that Bandito has been eliminated in this way. Um, there's even chance for Bandito during the final uh, uh, stare-down between Swan and Eddie. Uh, but then they go into their own match, basically, and the uh, crowd is super into this match as well. We start having dueling chance for Swan and Eddie. Um, we have Eddie picking up the win, and... Um, but not before he originally hits a kendo stick shot onto Swan while the ref is in the middle of them and couldn't see it. But he definitely could have heard it since he was right there. It's pretty loud. Yeah. Um, uh, Swan kicks out at two. Uh, Eddie would then go for the Boston Knee Party, um, and uh, Swan would kick out at two. Crowd gets super into it. He hits another one and then hits the diehard driver for the win. And Eddie Edwards celebrates with the rest of honor no more as Eddie Edwards is going to Bound for Glory as the number one contender for the world title. Yeah, Um, this
0: is a big moment where we were like, you know, kind of waiting for Eddie Edwards to get his you know, chance now at Josh Alexander. Is he the person to take the belt off of him? We don't know yet. It'll be hard to tell until uh, Bound for Glory happens. Yeah, if he does, I just think that Bound for Glory is just a cursed
1: uh, pay per view for Josh. Uh,
0: yeah, he lo- I guess he, it would be then. Yeah, he
1: lost. He won his title and then lost it to Moose right after. Now would lose, might lose to Eddie. Maybe he's had some other losses in the past at Bound for Glory. I don't know, but yeah.
0: Um, overall, I thought this was a fantastic show. Yeah, this is a this is a really solid show. I, I would say coming off the pay per view, so I'd give this a thumbs up. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Thumbs up from me as well. Next week, we have four matches announced. We've got Violent by Design versus Time Machine. We have Carl Anderson versus Mike Bennett in a singles match, which commentary claims is the first time ever in any company, um, which is kind of surprising, considering they were both in Ring of Honor together for a while, and they feuded for so long, as they always talk about. Uh, We've got vexed versus jordan and mia for the knockouts tag titles and we have jessica's in ring debut
0: that's exciting
1: yeah um so we will be back next week for another episode of the impact power hour um stay safe uh stay watching wrestling stay frosty yeah like Um, lady
0: frost oh yeah When's she coming back? I saw that um she is she was working tonight at an event that Trey Miguel was putting together. Oh, in okay, Ohio. So. Oh, for Wrestle Revolver. No, yeah, maybe. Yeah, because I think
1: that's Sammy Callahan's promotion that he does. But oh, like he always has like
0: uh, he's got his own thing called uh, Universal All Pro Wrestling. Oh, okay. That Trey, maybe I don't think he like oh, I don't know if he owns it, but he put the show together tonight. So.
1: Okay. Because what you're called, Wrestle Revolver, like Sammy always has like the impact people come in and like they host their own show at it. Because I know that I think it's this weekend or next
0: weekend. Chris Bay has one at it.
1: It's, oh, that's he's cool. hosting it.
0: Yeah. They're getting their little, uh, yeah, because they think like John Skyler's on the crowd on it. Okay, cool, cool. Some other faces I recognize, uh, yeah, I don't even need to name them all. But yeah, it's like yeah. faces I've recognized that I haven't been on Impact in a while. But like obviously they're still like friends with the Impact crew.
1: Nice. So. Good stuff. So yeah, we'll be back next week. Follow our social medias for more. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.